Hello and welcome. Hello, snakes. Someone's mic is very crunchy. It's episode two of season two of Question Session, everybody. Crunchy Question Session. We're moving around a lot. We're doing a dance. Is We're it doing, doing a dance. Right no. I, however, am doing an interpretive dance right now. Um, she is doing an interpretive <laughs> dance. And let me tell you, the things that she is interpreting will blow your mind. It's just too deep. It's just too deep for you. It's very deep. It's very moving. It's very moving. <laughs> I am somehow still your host number one, who is mournfully thinking mournfully about ho the Halloween that has just passed us, us just passed us. <laughs> and my inability to speak in coherent sentences is both of these things. <laughs> It is a sad... It was a good time, but I feel like it, it went by too fast. You know, I, I think it did. I think the whole month did. And especially, mm -hmm. especially Halloween, which is, I mean, why I might propose to you that the spook <laughs> continues through November. I mean, I haven't touched any decorations, so... Yes. They're still all up. It's a mindset. Yeah. Total mindset. <laughs> spooky is in your heart mm -hmm. it's, it's spooky is a is a feeling in your heart not not a time of year yeah i mean look at halloween town they're always halloween and then halloween comes and then they're extra halloween yes that's yes. that's <laughs> the extra halloween on halloween and regular halloween on not halloween yes yes just because that's when the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest doesn't mean the veil is impenetrable the other 364 days of the year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know much, but th that's my guess. I like it. As host number one hinted, I am host number two. Your host number two. And I am, you know, just empathetic to the plight of the undead. Yeah. Just really it's, as, it's, you know, doesn't seem fun it doesn't or like it, it doesn't but like or does it like i can't I, you know what i mean like it's, it's just really really even hard to like understand if we're yeah, understanding. I mean, if we're going by like skyrim undead rules then it's not so pleasant because my husband always tells a story about how he decided to play skyrim as a necromancer once <laughs> And when you're, you know, when you trade out, because you can only have X number of undead creatures, and when you sort of swap one out, I think one of them, like, says, is they're, like, re-dying, like, oh, sweet relief. And he was like, oh, no, that's not what I want. And I just wanted to have a spooky, good, fun time with my undead bros. I didn't know I was capturing their soul and, like, Dad. not al allowing them to. <laughs> so we're going by Skyrim rules. It seems yeah. not great. Good to know. Good to know. But I like. But I like the Halloween. I like the Halloween, the vibe, the hollow continuing the Halloween vibe. Let's do it. We're going to do it. It's in our hearts. <laughs> As always with this podcast and with every podcast that is question session podcast, the views and opinions that we express are only ours and do not represent the opinions or ideas or thoughts of uh, places we work, places we have worked, places we have volunteered with, places we might volunteer with, friends, family, etc. Just yeah. ours. True, just us. And I would like to add a special edition that you guys, you guys, we have our first sponsored podcast. Ooh. 
Very exciting. Tell us about it. I'm so excited to announce for all of you beautiful snakes out there and all you beautiful people out there that this podcast content today is unfortunately sponsored <laughs> by men who continue to aggravate us to the nth fucking degree and continue to provide so much fucking content for us to fetch about. You, you, you think, <laughs> gee, like they've done 21 episodes now. Mm-hmm. Surely they've run out of things. Surely, no. like we've sort of the well of the Manuel, Manuel. the Manuel Manuel is dry. <laughs> the Manuel named Manuel is dry, and there's nothing else to do. But no, they somehow have found unique and creative ways to continue to to do to do the things that drive me up the fucking wall. <laughs> oh yeah, with such willful ignorance, they are just living the life of bliss. They're dumb shit, you know the very least you could do is pay like this is also uh, sponsored is as a sponsored because their stupidity fuels my rage it's not financially sponsored i would like financially being sponsored yes that's right you tell them yeah you tell them secret secret host number two sub host like agrees like you need to pay these bitches money yeah (laughs) (laughs) but But it's, yeah, it's just, you know, I was even thinking, oh, wow, kind of rehashing things that we already talked about before we were, nope. Brand new. Always new. Fresh things. Always fresh. Hot out of the oven. And now that we say it's hot and new and fresh, I would like to introduce you to our first topic of the day, mansplaining redux. (laughs) When men are wrong. Now, I know... We did already. I know I just said that we were covering unique topics that we haven't covered before. Hold on. Don't Bear leave. Snakes, hold on. Bear don't hit us. stop. It's it's worth noting that there's sort of many different pieces and many different elements and many nuanced elements of mansplaining that come together to form just like the 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 broader, wildly aggravating men behavior of mansplaining and more broadly. Think of it like a painting. You know? Yes. You can talk about paint and we can talk about the impressionist movement, but now we're going to- Or the canvas types, paper types, brush types even. Yeah. We have detail we can get into and we will get into that detail. (laughs) So there's just many elements of mansplaining Mm -hmm. that that we got to get into. And I personally have recently been reminded of a very particular facet of mansplaining that I would just like to focus on today. That I, again, it's it's episode two of season two. Where's our fuck it bucket? Where's our issue tissue? We need more like, we need catchy quippies. Mm-hmm. I would like to introduce you with deep respect to what I call the right ratio. Right ratio. Right ratio. <laughs> the, the right ratio is basically like, how, at what level is it okay to constantly insist that you're right where the outcome is that you're wrong. Because I've noticed often, very frequently with many men's, constantly insist that no, 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 I know how this works. No, 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 I know what's going to happen. No, 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 this is what happens. I am right, you silly girl, you are wrong. And yes, I'm using the term girl. This is how it happens, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Don't stress about it, which is a topic for another day. So sometimes you're right 
And I will admit, I will be the first to admit that sometimes I am very confident that you are proclaiming a right that is in fact a wrong and you turn out to be right and I go, dang. But oh my God, I've definitely run into someone recently where like way their right ratio is one. 100% of the time that they insist that they are right, they are wrong. And you would think, and again, do they do men just completely like hubris or, or a sense of, of you know, again, yes, a sense of just self anything? Yes. Because if I insisted that I was right so often and continued to be wrong, <laughs> there might come a point where I go, well, wait, I am very certain that what I am saying is right, but it keeps not being right, though. <laughs> Could I be mistaken? Perhaps I am not as right as I thought I was. So I want to have a discussion about like, what do we think? Like, what, what is the optimal right ratio? Because I would argue that a one, a right ratio of one is bad. Yes. It's not a good, there's a bad mansplaining right ratio. <laughs> yes, you are correct. You're right. That's an interesting question. Cause you would definitely want to see, I'm not, I'm not going to be great with my ratio vocab here. But you would want to see yourself be right more times than you are wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, I guess for all the math teachers out there and math people who get mad at me the way I'm thinking about this, and this could be wrong because I'm bad at math. I, I think of the, the ratio of like the ratio of the, the number of times that you insist you're right over the number of times that I guess you're actually act. act actually right or no okay. that's not it the number of times you're right over whoopsies sorry math people the number of times you're right over the total number of times period like the total outcome okay right so like if i insist i'm right five times but i've had 10 instances your right ratio is 50 percent. perfect okay so yeah so if your right ratio is one you've insisted that you're wait no have i messed up the math ah, oh no i'm you know what Wait. Yes. Because, okay. <laughs> here's, here's how it works. Here's how it works. The, t the numerator <laughs> is... <laughs> the numerator is how many times you insist you're right when you are wrong. When you turn out to be wrong. Okay. Over the total number of instances. All, like, there's ten scenarios. And let's say in nine of the scenarios, you insist you're right and you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And the other one, you insist you're right and you're right. And so then you have a 90% right ratio. Okay. That was helpful. That was it, I had to, I clearly had to work through it live. So. <laughs> I want, I just want you to know that although host number one is disavowing her mathematical abilities right now, they are 10 times my math abilities. Well, so I also question was magic for me. I don't even know if that's the right way to think about it, but now we're, I've committed. So. That's what we're going with. That so what, how many times can you insist that you're right and be wrong that makes it okay? Because I know 100% of the time is really fucking annoying from personal experience, especially when it happens, I don't know, within like a two week period. It's just uh, read the room, my guy. How, how do you, I, I would also like, there's, there's, you know, some, some math, math PhD can probably do this better. I feel like you could expand upon it add some logarithmic bullshit or something something where it has to do with if the person you're talking to has just as much or more experience than the thing that you're talking about mm -hmm. and maybe that exponentially affects the right ratio like you can get yes. more than 100 percent. i think that power dynamics if the person that you're talking to is a higher 
quote unquote level than you? Do they? I don't think they should, but I think that they think that they do get more pat, like they get a different ratio. Yeah. And I think a different rate, because I don't know that it's the right ratio or maybe like a, a multiplier or something. Cause we've also, I think we've brought this up maybe, maybe offline and not in the podcast <laughs> where you insist you're right because of something that's not fucking related to what you're talking about. <laughs> like I am an industry a right now. Well, when I was an in industry F, <laughs> this was how it worked. That's great that that's how it worked in industry <laughs> F. And in job G, but I hate that we're in industry A and you're in job C. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that maybe that's like a multiplier. It gets bigger if you, the, and I don't, you know, someone math better than me, PhD. I do not have a PhD in a, figure out what that multiplier would be based on how far, like how do you determine how far industries are from each other? Mm -hmm. Listen, anyone who's in, I guess when you get, when you get your PhD in math, you have to just like invent new math which is crazy, really? I think. Yeah, or you have to invent a new like concept or a new formula or like off of a formula or something. So first of all, Ouch. to any of you people who are listening who are involved in math at any kind of high educational level, hot damn, you're brilliant and that's incredible because mm -hmm. please invent a new thing Also, I think, in order to get a PhD. I think that's, what's the word that you've used before? I think that's blurst content. That's like <laughs> It's horrifying and also amazing. Blurst, for those of you unfamiliar, is a combination of blessing and uh, blessing and cursed. Hashtag or blessed blurst. and cursed. Hashtag blurst. <laughs> so what? Yeah, but what? What is it at its baseline? And I, I like. I also have to remember to think like a man for this because I'm. Mm. I never insist that I'm right about anything because I was taught to not do that you know what i mean i, I don't it's, insist it gets i honestly when being when faced with this number with someone who has a right ratio of one it becomes a lot easier but then you do start to feel like you're just yelling into the void because when someone has a right ratio of one it nothing you say the the ratio is one they're going to insist they're right and be wrong yeah. every single time and hmm. you giving any kind of reason to the contrary ain't gonna help that. Fair. I don't know. 50% to me still seems like too much because that's coin toss. Yeah. So if you're not doing any better than a coin toss, just flip a coin to determine mm -hmm. whether or not you're going to insist that you're right. What about like 85%? Well, wouldn't you want, wouldn't you want a lower ratio? Yeah, I think I mean. So, oh, so like the opposite of that. So like, Sorry. uh, oh no, my math, 15%? Yeah. Like a 15% rate. I feel like, yeah, because I was like, you know what, 25? Because that's still like a quarter. I feel like 15% is a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, and that, that would mean, just to clarify for my confused brain, that would mean 85% of the time they are correct? Yes, if they are 85% okay. of the time when they are insisting they are right, they are correct, which, okay. okay. All right, that's, yeah. you, listen, you, if you actually know what you're talking about, you can insist you're right all day. Yeah. And you could be wrong sometimes. Yeah. Go for you. Yeah. I think. And I mean, you know, again, something for the math PhDs out there, maybe something like to consider the frequency of insist. If I have someone insisting they're right 25 times a, a week, mm -hmm. 
15% might still be a lot. But if I have someone insisting they're right, you know, and they're wrong 15% of the time, but they only do they only insist they're right twice a week. Eh, that's fair. Yeah. Good point. It, it really translates into it's not very not very much mm-hmm. insisting of rightness. That's a good point. That's a really I like the way that you address those opposite ends, which leads to sort of a, an overall takeaway that I'm getting from this, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong here. But it's... No, maybe... you have to insist you're right! Come yeah. on, right ratio this bitch! <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just don't... What I know is the takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. And you might even you might even not use the right ratio because you're probably you're probably right. So, mm-hmm. you might you might yeah. Who needs it if you're right? When you're right, what's, you're right. What's is that the takeaway or is there a different takeaway? Oh, I was just thinking, as a human, just blindly insisting you're right, possibly not the way to go. Just <laughs> overall takeaway: the more you insist you're right and you're wrong the bigger of an asshole you're gonna look like yeah am i am i the asshole i keep insisting i'm right and i keep being wrong <laughs> dear reddit a i t a y t a yeah if maybe if, yeah I, that's a great i think if you if you're if you're constantly insisting you're right and you continue to be wrong uh maybe you need to stop and fucking self reflect for like one second mm-hmm. and maybe as we've said, I think we said this on a stop, just stop it. Mm-hmm. Have you considered just stopping it? Yeah. And you know, there's the flip side to this too, which is, wait, I just had it and then I lost it. Okay. So there's like people insisting that they're right. And then there's people. Well, like, is it like, don't under undersell yourself, which I think That's women have a tendency to do. Too. If you know, like, if you know you're right, and I'm talking to, to women and women presenting and women identifying f- folks mm-hmm. out there. If you know you're right, know your damn worth and know your damn experience. Mm-hmm. If someone, if a man especially is insisting they're right and you know they're wrong, I understand. I, I live this almost every goddamn day. It gets really exhausting. But don't don't let that stop you from putting your foot down and at least, you know, tell them that you know you're right. And it might not solve the problem, but do it anyway yeah and if and don't doubt yourself you know more than you give yourself credit for i am certain yes yes you definitely do and i'm thinking too though of like the men who i don't know it becomes like a pride thing like i'm insisting i'm right i know i'm probably wrong but if i say it loud enough and angry enough like everyone will just shut up and accept it like what is so so bad about what's so bad about being wrong well, because I would just, or not, it's not even being wrong at that point, right? Like, it's just, it's get, it's not, literally, it has not, it affects you in no way. If you keep insisting right and you keep being wrong, that, to me, like, I try to avoid that. Yeah. Because I feel like that undermines my credibility. It makes it me does. kind of an asshole. Yeah. All these other things. And so what is, you're losing nothing by not insisting you're right when you're going to be wrong. Yeah, you just look like a child. You just look like a rotten, you, spoiled child. And you just look like a reasonable, normal-ass adult when you keep your mouth shut. So, again, uh, have you considered not doing it? Have you considered keeping your mouth shut? (laughs) Don't answer that. Just think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
you know that i think that's a great segue into our next topic uh, another thing that men should keep their fucking traps shut about i shouldn't have to say this but fucking don't infantilize women and we i think again i know we're like oh you new and unique things i think we've touched on this before but oh my god i know let's let's call this the facet of like well-meaning because i think there is non-well-meaning infantilization yes and then there is and i wouldn't it's not good just because it's well-meaning doesn't mean you should do it right but like well-meaning infantilization and like ageism and all this bullshit. don't do it mm-hmm. don't assume that because a woman looks to your eyes young mm-hmm. that she a is that she b has any less experience than you right or c that she doesn't know as much as you because i'm betting in most cases she does mm-hmm. and if she doesn't keep your thoughts to yourself yeah if she doesn't maybe give her the benefit of the doubt and allow her to learn yeah instead of something that i was gonna say something that i find helpful and you can tell me if this is actually wicked annoying whenever i'm trying to offer advice or suggestions to women who i work with in an office who are maybe technically in like a lower level position than me but again i don't know what their experience is i don't know what they're doing i don't know you know I always try to caveat with, and maybe, you know, uh, I don't think it's apologizing. I always try to caveat with maybe you may already know this mm-hmm. or your experience may be different, right. but, or, you know, kind of giving the opportunity for them to then raise their hand and say, actually, yeah, I did this a lot. Or actually, yeah, I've heard about that. And then yes. you can say, great, and keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. You get a good gauge of where they're at. They get to vocalize an opinion or a thought. There's the floor is open. I mean, that's a hundred percent way the best way to do it. Or like sometimes when I'm teaching someone, I'll say, "How much experience do you have?" Like, because mm-hmm. oftentimes mm-hmm. in the workplace, they're there because they have some kind and of. Wait, so you're telling experience. me when you're telling me that when you ask someone what their experience is and they tell you, you take them at face value and you don't continue talking to them like they don't have that experience? I sure do. I sure do. Damn, girl, damn. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell the people and the snakes. Tell them why that's a big deal. <laughs> See, number one, insisting you're right when you're wrong. Like <laughs> when someone says that they have experience, stop in your head saying, well, they must not have this much experience as mm-hmm. what they're saying. Yes. Or just, it's weird. I've run into a lot of it where men are treating women who they work with. And again, this is specific to workplace because I don't generally associate socially with men who do this. So <laughs> try not to do that who treat it like you're a young college grad and they're your mentor. Now, if I am actually a young college grad in a Mm -hmm. mentorship program, you may say things to me Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're going to get used to your, you know, uh, networking style as you get, get older and have more practice and this and that. If I am saying, hey, I am young, raising my hand, I am young and new and kind of an idiot. Help. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really know what I'm doing. Then yes, please give Mm -hmm. me all of that advice and tell me when I get older that I will work. When you don't know how old I am and it is not within your right to ask me and it is none of your business, so I'm not going to tell you, don't fucking say that shit to me. Yeah. You patronizing piece of shit. Yeah. Consider that you have the position that you have for a reason. Or just consider that if someone doesn't have, and this is a whole, I keep saying this, I think we have to get into a topic on like introversion and extroversion. We touched on it, I think in the COVID context, but 
I've run into some extroverted people who view introverts as like, oh, well, you'll you'll figure out how to talk to people. And it's like, no, no, I know how to talk. This is how I talk to people. Yeah. I figured it out. This is how I talk to people. It's not, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll get used to it. But I literally got some line where it was like, you know, as you get older, you'll figure it out. And I, it was none of your damn business how old I am. And dear podcast listeners and snakes, as much as I love you, none of your business how old I am. But don't fucking say that to me, your colleague. No, ever. Unless I know for a fact that you're straight out of college. Yeah. And a brand new, because I looked at that resume and I saw that you were straight out. But even then, I don't know what the hell you did in college. I don't think I'd say it then. It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. I'm I'm not your daughter. I'm not your college mentee. Oh. don't pat me on the fucking head metaphorically yeah that's the fucking worst just treat me like an equal believe it or not i'm an equal also like let's get ageist here old man i could kick your ass you want to (laughs) go i won't tell you how old i am but i will tell you how much i can lift and it's definitely twice your body weight at least it's not very much but i can still kick your ass like i'm confident (laughs) yes also how many things do old people not also not know (laughs) you know what i mean like older generations the benefit of experience isn't enough yeah and listen we're not trying to we're not trying to be out here being ageist there's tons of stuff that i don't know right tons of stuff that i don't know i am not going and i you know i let's call myself out when i was younger i probably did insist that i knew everything because i think a lot of us did we knew i know how it works now that i'm marginally older i don't know shit about shit okay yeah and i'm not afraid to admit it that i don't know much about anything yes there's no shame in that you just because you don't know something and just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it isn't valid it just means that you don't understand it right exactly which is reasonable there's stuff that everybody doesn't understand no one understands everything yeah it's 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 interesting. I just, it's weird. Why do you feel comfortable going in here and treating everyone who looks young like your daughter? Yeah. Also, I'm really sorry for your daughter. <laughs> also, how many times do I have to pepper in? I have to work, and this is now we're just getting into my own life experience. Why do I have to like pepper in constantly my previous experience to try to get through your thick skull? That I uh, was not born yesterday, in fact. Yeah. Nor do they, and again, no disrespect to fresh college grads. You did it, notably in a pandemic. So kudos to you. Go kill it out there. Yeah. But I'm not, I wasn't born yesterday. I didn't graduate yesterday. Mm -hmm. This isn't my first job. I've I've been around the block multiple times. Yeah. And even when I pretty much state it, it's just, again, right over the head because it doesn't fit it with my narrative. She must be a toddler. It, it like, doesn't penetrate. You see it online all the time with people who are, like, PhDs or whatever, experts or law experts, and then someone will call them out on a tweet about a book that they're talking about, and they'll be like, bitch, I wrote that book. You know oh, I, mean? I love like, those. I love those. And it is almost always, almost always men calling oh, yeah. out to women. Oh, yeah. Well, because a woman can't, a woman can't write a, 
book, a woman, oh, it's been a science book, a women. government politics book, a history book. No, women. She just writes. Do. Women just write trashy fiction, right? Yes, yes. Which I love no a good trashy fiction. <laughs> we are fans. And Big fan. <laughs> we know that there's a variety of writing styles that one or multiple women can hold within themselves. And and while I will say that I, a lot of men write bad trashy fiction, I am certain that there are men folk out there who write very good trashy fiction. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't look too hard. The ones who characters. get public maybe need to cool it a little bit. <laughs> but, but, but if for... It, let's, if I saw that some like trashy fiction novel won some award and I don't know anything about you, host number two should be saying talking about this because I don't know a goddamn thing about literary anything. I wouldn't like go on their Twitter and be like, there's no way you fucking wrote this, you dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing that I would do in a context where I was about to criticize a book to someone would be to make sure that their name was not listed anywhere on the book. Which kind of goes back to our first point about not doing that you're right. minimum research. It's the, it all, you know, what a lesson for the men folk, and, you know, and, and the women folk, but also the men folk out there. Just make sure you're right before you say you're right. Yeah. And I, I, you don't need to do a PhD thesis on it. Nope. It's called quick Googling. Yep. Yep. Very quick. Or sometimes, if you're lucky on Twitter, the image of the book, in this case, is right fucking there. (laughs) Often with a link to purchase that book because people want to make their money. And did you know that they often list authors' names right on the cover of books? Wow. Wow. You could compare (laughs) that name to the name of a Twitter person and say, huh, they might be the same person. Or Maybe perhaps in their Twitter bio, Twitter bio, it says yes. author of the name of the book. <laughs> People like to run their mouth. No. Yeah. You I, know, must know better than me because I look younger than you. Right. It's basically what it is. Right. And, and, and as we all know, looks have everything to do with intellect. Oh, yeah. Everything. I, I've, this is not news to me that this happens. I think I've just been thinking about it a lot more. Because I think I've been in the different circumstances where it's oh, it doesn't happen to every woman in an office. It tends to happen to whoever falls on whoever falls on the like youngest looking, yeah, most sort of infantile isn't the right word. Whoever looks the youngest mm-hmm. and or the smallest right. is the one who usually gets it. It's not like everyone universally gets it, right? Because I've been in jobs again, my first, second, third job out of school. And not have it happen to me as much because there happens to be someone who is shorter than me and looks or is younger than me. Mm -hmm. Regardless of their level of intellect and their skill and their background and all of that. Right. I am unfortunately in a situation where I, I guess, appear to be the youngest looking person. (laughs) And so she gets it directly these days. And it is mm, just delicious to experience. It is the worst. (laughs) It is. I'm lucky to not be there now, but I definitely have been there, especially especially in my first job out of college, because I was the youngest by like I was the youngest by a lot. But I was going to a lot of conferences and mm. oh, networking at those conferences with those men, like men in tech, like men in broadband technology. 
they don't think that you have two words to say to them or any idea what you're doing. So you spend a whole lot of time at the conference being infantilized and then feeling like maybe you actually don't know shit when in fact you grew up in this shit and definitely know it. (laughs) Yep. Or you are literally responsible for talking about a particular product at the show Mm -hmm. or handling the exhibition at the show or doing something else at the show that you are trained in, that you have done for a significant part of your life and people who you fucking work with under fucking mind you again, going back to the right ratio because you know what you're talking about. I, big, strong, older man, must be right. Yes. You silly always. girl. What do you have? Years of experience? Fucking <laughs> men. Why are they? Why? That is, again, another spooky carryover from spooky season. It men is. remain. Men. <laughs> men remain. They live. <laughs> Not, not the undead, just the regular alive kind. Yep, they're li- there. They are living. <laughs> the scariest, the scariest part of all. The scariest part of all. <laughs> we, you know, we had we had some other some other things to catch about, but I think in the interest of of time, and and you know, we have a lot of opinions on all of our topics. As uh, yes, I think we will we will save this. We will tuck it away in our little pockets. And save it because uh, this is a special topic that will not. It's evergreen now. It's fucking evergreen now, as all of our topics are, as you can see the fact by the fact that we've revisited facets of different things every single time. We've dug deeper into them. Sponsored by men, always men. sponsored by men. Because men are everywhere, being a problem. Sponsored by men, brought to you by angry women. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as we as we as we wrap up today, riled up and angry. At, at the at the men folk out there who treat women like babies and insist they're right when they are weirdly constantly wrong, mm-hmm. we just want to remind you that again. I know, men, you might think you know how to wear a mask, but I bet you don't. Wear your mask and wear it right, please. It goes over your nose, over, over your, your nose. nose, over your nose, and also I don't know if you're aware, masks can be too big or too small. Wow, so. I don't, I'm not going to teach you how to do it. Like literally go to the CDC website. It will tell you or any website, frankly, mm-hmm. wear your mask. And when we say be good to one another, that doesn't mean offering unsolicited advice to people <laughs> who you think are toddlers. Be actually humanly good. Yeah. Like I know you think you're being good, but you're not. <laughs> you, you're not yeah. Ask myself, ask oneself, am I helping or am I trying to appear larger than the person that I'm addressing. Sometimes being good to other people can just mean shutting the hell up, you know? Yep, that's my favorite kind of goodness. People who just exist. <laughs> oh my god. If you considered being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it. So, wear, wear your mask. Stay safe. And don't be an asshole and maybe shut up once in a while. Don't be an asshole. Yes. Yes. Bring it home, girl. <sighs> we will see you in a in a couple of fresh weeks. Just a fortnight. With some fresh takes on perhaps reused topics, but that's okay. Stay tuned. Love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.